Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I found out about a young lady in, uh, from Alberta uh, last night. Received an email from someone I've known for quite some time, who was her grandfather. And uh, he wrote about Shelby leaving Alberta for Ottawa and doing it because of something that she became aware of that particularly affected her. And so it's about as uh, um, I'm trying to say this in a way that that I shouldn't because it's up to Shelby to talk about this. Shelby, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm just fine. Now you're you're in Ottawa and and you're and you left you you went to tell us why it is. You and I talked this morning and we're going to be a little circumspect about what we say because the we haven't been I haven't been able to get in touch with the family of the young person who's central to you do, take, taking the decision you've taken. Why don't you tell us what you did so that half my audience isn't saying what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. So um I heard about this um, a young student who had committed suicide due to the extreme mandates that were going on and it just really struck a chord with something in my life um, because she it happened to her like in May of last year and just eight months prior to that I had attempted suicide and when I was in the hospital with um, other young adults my age like isolation was one of the the key factors in everyone being there. And it was a constant stream of young adults coming into the hospital, leaving the hospital, and a lot of them were like like repeats that they would have to come back just because they, you know, they weren't equipped to deal with what the situation was. Um, and they, yeah, the hospital did its best to rehabilitate us and try to equip us to for the outside world, but it's it's really... It's really difficult with um, the things that are going on. Um, some things like that have happened to me that just like it just like overwhelms a person. Um, for example, like people have accused me that like if my father dies from COVID, that it's my fault if I'm not fully vaccinated. And there, there's been times when I've I've been outside of my gym and I would just be crying in my car, bracing myself be rejected from the last normal thing that I have in my life because I need to expose my medical information now. And I'm so thankful for the job that I have. It's one of been one of the reasons I've been able to keep holding on and keep fighting, but so many people lost that with work being something that I need now. I've started to dread my days off. Um, yeah, in order to feel like in control of like what I put into my body and to numb just the uncontrollable chaos around and distrust of our government, which I never had before. It's led me into substance abuse and developing an addiction. And that's, I've never struggled with that before. And it's just something that's been come, that's come up. And so it's not easy to share that like with you and your listeners, but I'm like, I believe that the people who can't sympathize with the protesters or the convoy. Like, they need to hear that these average people out here, what they're actually going through. Because men- people's mental health has been affected by all this, and it's it's different for everyone. You know, it's, it's so courageous for you to talk about your own life. 
as you are, and over the last two plus years, well, two years anyway, um, one of the consistent themes has been the mental health and the emotional challenges of people who are dealing with this pandemic. And particularly, we've talked about kids, young people, whose lives were turned upside down, who didn't have a whole lot of life experience to begin with, and who um, depended on their friendships, on their social interactions, on their schools, yeah. on developing their themselves and becoming adults. And that was so completely interrupted. And I'm going to come back to what you shared with us, but I just want to say this. I've read the account of the young person who motivated you. You, you drove from Alberta to Ottawa to honor this young person who you don't even know. The story just so affected you and it's now what you've told me it's almost parallel to what happened to you the the story of the young person that i read today and it was a parent who who wrote the uh, the story of the person the young person uh, mm -hmm. same situation stable young person but the circumstances of the of the pandemic and the restrictions and not going to school and not being able to socialize and live the life that that, that she valued and needed caused her to drift emotionally physically and eventually, she took her own life. And here we, you were a young person, maybe probably a little older than, than, than the person we're talking about, but still, yeah. your life was halted, interrupted. And that is what, you know, we talked around the periphery of it, but at the very core of the issue, the impact on you was obviously massive. Yeah. Yeah, and like... It's it's hard because it it's divided the country and like I've had really close friends tell me that like she believes like the people out here protesting that they're just complaining because they've been inconvenienced and I'm like yeah it it is inconvenient to it is inconvenient to have suicide ideation and suicide attempts the loss of trust of our leaders in our beloved country being rejected service at facilities rejected from our workplaces, separated and divided from friends and family, that is inconvenient to say the least. Um, and, you know, it wasn't very convenient to spend three weeks in a hospital after my suicide attempt, as I'm sure my peers there would also agree. And it's not convenient to lose your child um, and grieve your child after, like, suffering this loss. And so, I, it's yeah, it's hard that it's people have a different like look at people who are here and it's, it's just sad that they they don't try to sympathize how are you now you know like now that i'm here like i i had to when i saw like a vote going down i was at work and i i had to leave like i i just sat down and talked with my boss about what was going on like i couldn't focus at work anymore i had to do something and so that's like, you know, I'm so thankful that he was in support of me going. And I told him the story of this young individual that, like, just moved me so much. And I just had to go and do something for her and, and for myself. Because doing this was an act of pride where it's like, my life is worth living. And I'm, like, acting out on that and proving to myself that this is the case. And everybody else around me, I hope everybody else was able um to be encouraged by the amount of people that were out here that want our freedoms back, they want our normal life back. 
And that's something about this individual story. Like the schools were telling her over and over that this is your new normal. Like it's not going to go back to the old normal. Like you need to get used to it. And like that just can't be the case. Like we can't function as a society with how things have been the last two years. No. Young people have a, uh, many of them, have a huge gap, development gap, whatever you want to call it, a huge gap in their lives. And to be able to fill that gap, I don't know if it's going to be possible for all of them. Probably not. For, for hopefully, for the major, for, for most, they'll they'll be able to. I don't really. We have this term workaround. I don't really like it, but maybe there is a way to to work around. But it's it, it's so hard. Are, are are you are you optimistic about? I don't usually have a problem finding words. Are you optimistic about your future, Shelby? I am like. The people that I've met here, I'm, I'm optimistic that people can like pull together for the right thing, even if it's the hard thing that we'll pull together. And I, I just gained a lot of strength and like just self pride just because like before I was just, just letting things happen and you know, you let substance abuse happen and you just like, you just start letting things slide in your life. And so this was just, yeah, this is just a stand. Um, to be made and just with what you said that like well like hopefully people can work uh, work around like what's happening and that's what I read in in uh, this young individual story was that you know like she applied to university courses and she was accepted but you know you had to have the vaccine and so she was trying to like brainstorm what could she do and she's like oh okay I'll travel and I'll go to I'll go to farms like across the world and it's like oh no you can't do that. And in her journal entries, she said she felt like she was in a prison. And then she applied for university courses that she didn't have to be vaccinated for, but she wasn't, like, enthusiastic about But she's like, at least yeah, I can go we, do something. We want to be a little careful about how much we reveal because the parents oh, okay. and family might be, you know, might draw the uh, draw the straight line, and we haven't talked to the family. I'm going to try to find them and maybe have them speak with you. What do you, in conclusion, what do you want to say? What would you say? to people who are listening now who've lost a loved one uh, or have experienced uh, what you attempted, a suicide attempt in a family because of the emotional challenges and pressures they felt over the last two years? I would just say that I'm I'm so sorry that I had to wait so long for, for people to put their foot down and, you know, like they you do your best with, with what you know is going on and that's all that you can do. It's not on anybody. It's not anybody's fault that this is happening. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they'll be missed. And, you know, with this certain individual, like their family made a difference in my life for me to want to stand up and like to go and to fight for my life as well as like anybody else who's struggling with that. So the people who are sharing these stories, like they've made a difference. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.